You are listening to Smaller on the Outside, the first, best, and only Doctor Who podcast that you just can't miss. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and visit our webpage at sotopodcast.wordpress.com. It's called the TARDIS. It can travel anywhere in time and space. And it's mine. Look at this. Go on, say. Most people do. <laughs> Smaller on the outside. Hey, what's up? And welcome back to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, Sotocast, the Doctor Who podcast of the year, I guess. Um, my name is Dave. I'm the, <laughs> of the year. Yep, uh, I'm the Time Lord this evening, and with me as always is Andy, who is the companion. Today was the first part of a two-part finale. So it's been a while since we've had any of these. Um, yeah, Peter Capaldi said that he liked the idea of a um, two-parter because um, the classic Doctor Who pretty much every week ended with a cliffhanger, and he liked that. So he he likes that they brought that back with. Uh, with this two-parter here. Yeah, and it's been like the best, at least Star Wars. All the, finale, all the best really stories, all the best stories were two-parters, pretty much. Yeah, and there you go. And it was written by Stephen Moffat. Yes. So, as there, I expected, that answers that. So I'm, and he's gonna be writing the finale as well. So, all well, this good. is technically part of the finale. It's part one. One of the promo pics for, for this episode specifically, I looked at after I saw it. Um, he he and Missy were standing out in London, and all the Cybermen were behind them, which is what I just posted on Facebook as my cover. Did you see that? Did you see that before you saw the episode? No, I saw it after. But oh, okay. what was interesting about the picture is he's holding uh, the same Cyberman head that uh, Matt Smith was holding in the picture. Oh yeah, picture. that's that's one of the classic Cybermen. from the uh, old series. Yeah, he's holding the same thing that Matt Smith was holding in the Christmas special uh, last year. Yeah, that was that, um, what was it called? I forget, but that was the thing that was uh, basically Matt Smith's buddy while he was growing old in Time of the Doctor. Right, and that wasn't in the episode. I don't know if it'll be in the finale finale or not, but I just found that to be interesting. Could be. This this promo shot could be for both episodes. Well, there's gonna there's probably another promo shot for the next episode as well, so... This well, just, I don't know. If yeah. it's a two part two part of one story, it might not be. I don't know. Yeah. Well anyways, the episode uh this episode was I believe called Dark Waters. Dark Water. Dark Water. Okay. Yes. Carter? Do I have your attention? You will never step inside your TARDIS again. Carter, what are you doing? Time can be rewritten. Clara, my Clara, I don't think you will. You know who I am. I'm not Clara Oswald. Clara Oswald has never existed. All right, so... This was kind of a crazy episode, and obviously written by Stephen Moffat, so it's kind of hard to follow at first. But then it kind of rolls. I think the, it was. Yeah. I think it was just, uh, one of the best. I, I think the episode actually, for me, it, it felt a bit like um, 
one of the Russell T Davies two parters. Like yeah. the kind of the kind of finales that he would create, you know, from the first four seasons. Yeah. It kind of felt a little bit like one of those episodes. It to felt me. It, it was just a lot of fun from beginning to end, and it was like you. Well, couldn't... not all, not all fun in the very beginning. <laughs> well, it, we'll get it, it was fun to watch. Anyways, yeah. um, it starts off, and Clara, she's calling Mister Pink when he's on his way to see her, and he wants she wants to tell him something over the phone, not when he's actually there. She has a bunch of uh, she has a collage of sticky notes that are basically strewn about her entire wall, and it's Doctor Who cliff notes because it's just little things like that. And now, when I was watching this the first time, I was like. It, it looks like she's trying to figure out – solve some mystery or yeah. something with all this or, stuff. But but when I watched it back the second time, what I gathered was that this was basically going to be a big confession to Danny saying, you know, first of, first of all, I love you. And then this is all the stuff that I've been doing what, that I never the, told you about. What I thought when I first saw it was she's got some kind of spell or something and she's losing her memory. And she has written everything down that's important, and before she loses it, she's going to transcode that to Danny. What? Like, she was losing her memory, and she had to write down all the important notes, and... Why, why would she be losing her memory? Some kind of Doctor Who thing, and then they go okay. back in well, time, and then they will tell, tell us why. I believe at the end of the last episode, didn't Danny say something like, go home and think things over and then talk, tell me what you want? about what you know what you've been doing and stuff oh i don't remember i think he said i think he said something like that yeah um so i think that might be sort of continuing that idea well anyways yeah she does tell him that she loves him that he'll be the last person she ever tells and that that his phrase is his now or whatever it's very confusing her wording that is yours that is yours Uh, it's, it sort of sounds like she's about to propose. <laughs> or die. Um, or die, yeah, or die. And it, could, it, could be a, it could be like a foreshadowing, I suppose. Right, and then uh, the line kind of goes a little bit quiet, and then a woman picks up the phone. And so Claire is saying, you know, put the, give the phone back to Mr. Pink. You know, I was, I was having a conversation with him. And the woman starts kind of crying on the other line, saying that Mr. Pink, Danny Pink, was killed in a car crash. And she actually says, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. One of the classic uh, David Tennant lines that he always says. All right. (laughs) And it's funny because Clara has a pretty tame reaction, maybe out of shock, maybe out of her new evil nature. But she calls up the doctor and chats him up, not even mentioning the fact that the love well, of her not, life was not, perished. Not only that, but she she's like um, that. She she was like his death was boring. There it was, was boring. nothing it, nothing particularly interesting about too, it. Right. She's obviously she's too addicted to the life of the crazy life of the doctor, and mm-hmm. this really was ordinary. It was just he's there and then he wasn't. So what? So that's the way she saw it. Yeah. And then it has a, a weird set of editing that this time it doesn't go. I like ABC. It. it starts off at, at like C, you know, and we, we see that Clara is suddenly in smoke and fire, acting very strange and mysterious, and then in a it, volcano. In a volcano, and then it bounces back, and then they're in the TARDIS, right? Mm-hmm. So Clara comes through the TARDIS, and she's going through all these little hideout spots, and she's grabbing keys, 
She's um, finding all the TARDIS keys. TARDIS keys. And then she slaps the doctor with something. <laughs> and then she, we, be- before before that happens, she asks if the doctor still has those sleeping patches because she's having trouble sleeping. And she finds what she thinks are these sleeping patches mm-hmm. and slaps the doctor And then them. we bounce back to the uh, volcano. So I called this Mount Mor- Mor- Mordor or whatever. Mount Doom. Mordor. You gotta throw the things into the Mount flame Doom. Because it's Mount Doom. I... Yes, I've I've just been playing uh, Shadow of Mordor. I think I know my Middle Earth. But Mordor. Names. Mordor Fine. is the land. Mount Doom is the is the volcano. Whatever, whatever. She throws. <laughs> uh, she she's there to throw the keys into Mount Doom because that's the only way that TARDIS keys can get killed. Yes. And she's. She throw, threw one into the volcano to kind of force the doctor to listen to her and to save Danny Pink's life, even though he's already dead. The doctor says no, and then there goes key number two, and she's like, I'm serious here. The doctor, I, like how, I like how when she tells the doctor that Danny's dead, he's like, and? Yep. <laughs> and? Well, what about it? Yeah. <laughs> but the reason why he won't do it, obviously, is something that we've seen many times, paradox. And yeah. he tries to. Take I like an- that he actually gives a good explanation. Other than just it's the fixed point, he actually explains why fixed points are the way they are. Because if you change um, what you've come back to change, then you will never come back to change it, and so it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It it affects your past. So if if you change something that affects your past, then you change your past, and you change. It, then it it doesn't. You can't exist anymore because you've affected your past, and then basically everything you just did undoes itself because it's just it's it's a paradox because it doesn't make any sense. It's a paradox. I like paradoxes. I like that first season episode of the paradox, uh, Father's Day. I think that was uh, was that first season. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. It was a paradox because she came back to save her uh, father from dying, but because. That's the reason she came back. She couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. It created a paradox. Yep. So Same idea, basically. Except, yeah, if we went back and they saved Danny, it would be that episode all over again. Pretty much. Yeah. Anyways, uh, she's getting really mad at the doctor by now because he keeps saying no. So she decides to just throw the keys number three through six into the uh, <laughs> Mount Doom as well with only one remaining. Which she throws in there anyways because he shouts no again. He and, says. Uh, he says. He says. Throw the key in. Do as you're told. <laughs> <laughs> and she does. But here's the thing I was thinking. But he says, "I don't think you're gonna do it." He's basically calling her bluff. He doesn't think she's actually gonna throw the final key in there. He, he thinks that she's too addicted to the the adventure. But the thing is, in this moment, she's too much uh, emotional, and it's uh, she just doesn't care anymore. Basically. Yeah, at this point, I was really, really asking myself, who cares about the keys? The doctor can snap, and the doors would open. <laughs> uh, that's true. We've been told this and shown this well, maybe several if the times. Keys, maybe if the keys are destroyed, the lock is destroyed. And if the lock is destroyed, maybe it's just locked forever. So, like, he has this Wi-Fi connection to the keys with his fingers or something? Maybe. I don't know. Anyways, this this is all a ruse because the whole, turns out the whole thing uh, the whole thing was fake. Uh, the thing she slapped, head. yeah, the things she slapped on his neck was a dream thing, and, and that he kind of just lords. 
and he did a really fast like kung fu spin and put it onto her hand and it, yeah, made it, doesn't, her... it doesn't affect him because he's a time lord basically okay, yeah and it puts her in a very suggestible state and they were never in a volcano. She just threw the keys on the TARDIS floorboard. <laughs> That's it. Which was steaming up, giving the illusion, I suppose, that she was in a volcano. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, she's now she's wondering, you know, she did a bad thing, so what are they going to do? And he says that they're going to go to hell. No, she, uh, oh, he the tells her to the go to hell. Says, well, no, it sounds like the doctor says go to hell. And she's and like, they, all right, that's uh, that's fair. That's fair. Totally and then he's like, no, we are going to go to hell or wherever people go when they die. Or, you know, wherever it is people go when they die. Yeah. Uh, I, obviously, he's assuming it's hell because he's been there, or sort of. At that point, I was like, <laughs> ah, duh. I didn't even think about that with Danny in the heaven place that we've been the whole oh, time. Oh, you didn't? When he died, I didn't even think about it. The I didn't make the connection. He died, the second he died, I knew that's what that was about. I, I knew didn't that even that think was about be it. I was reason. just like, oh, Danny's dead now. All right. <laughs> I knew that that was gonna be why he died, that because they're gonna have to end up in. Yeah, it up in, makes. Sense, I didn't know obviously. if it was gonna happen in that same episode that they're gonna end up in heaven, or if that was gonna be, you know, sort of, the second part of it or what. But yeah. Well, anyways, what the doctor decides to do is he hooks Clara back up to that psychological uh, thing in the TARDIS where she sticks her fingers in the goop. And he, because she's, like, connected with Danny on some kind of weird plane, he uh, tells her to ask where Danny Pink is, not why this happened, but mm-hmm. where is he, to which, they, uh, to which we are given some more hints because we are thrown back into the nether sphere, and he's, uh, Danny is being interviewed by this agent of heaven guy. Uh, uh, Seb. Seb. When he looks out the window to figure out where he is, it seems to be this strange circular city like the inside of a globe or sphere. It is, it's, like, really big. It's like what you'd expect, like, I don't know, inside of a hollow, you know, circle or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's actually pretty cool looking. Yeah. So Claire and the Doctor wind up after she does her little psychological thing, and they wind up in a very strange mausoleum thing filled with what appears to be fish tanks but are really something else that are like skeletons sitting in chairs in the middle of water it's very strange it's uh it's a place called 3w um Mm -hmm. which stands for three words yeah so at this point we don't realize we think this is the same as the nether sphere but it's not exactly no, it's not. It's it. He even said that when they got there, that he's like, "This won't be where he is. It's just some kind of it's yeah, it's, where it's we'll where, meet him or something." It's where your timelines are most likely to intersect, basically. So they don't necessarily find exactly where he is, but where that they might connect with him at some point, basically. Yeah, and that that could be what happens later on. Anyways, at this three W building. Missy's there, and her official greeting package is to make out with a doctor. <laughs> Apparently, it's to make out with anybody as, uh, as her greeting. Well, well, she claims that she's a uh, a a greetings droid or yeah, something like a that. A mobile intelligence system interface, Missy. Yes. M I S I, basically. Which we already, I already knew that that's not how they spelled it on the cast list. Right, I was like, wait, that cannot be right. Am I missing something? But 
No, I, I, I was, I was, I didn't buy it at first. <laughs> I was like, I do, I wasn't exactly buying it, but I was like, I guess it's possible. She seemed to be acting completely different than what we've seen before. Well, anyways, one of her colleagues shows up out of the blue, you know, and he's asking them if there was a particular dead person they wanted to speak to, and, you know, off they went, they have to speak to Mr. Danny Pink. Mm -hmm. And, uh, meanwhile... Oh, oh, that that was funny, though, because um, the doctor was asking who's her boss, and she says, my heart maintains me, or whatever, and then... He he, uh, he. She presses his hand on her heart, and then he says, "Well, who maintains your heart?" And she says, "The doctor." And then he says, "Doctor who?" <laughs> and then she's like, "Doctor Chang." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we're kind of going back and forth here from this three W place and the actual Nether Sphere and. At the Nether Sphere, Danny is visited by some boy that he murdered in cold blood at the war. Well, not in cold blood. That he, was, oh. he, he threw a grenade into a building where he thought there was probably terrorists or whatever, and it ends up there was a there was a uh, innocent kid in there. I'm guessing that's obviously why he was crying at the beginning of the season too. Yeah. So obviously, there you go. That's There's... probably why he said he had. Didn't he say um, he was a soldier and then he had a bad day and then that sort of changed him? Is that maybe what he was referring to there? Probably, yeah. But that that was pretty much all that scene was. Anyways, the Doctor, Claire, Mr. Pink, they all learn pretty much at the same time that uh, people are connected, the dead people are connected to their old bodies, basically. Everything their physical bodies are going through, they can feel it where they are. That's certainly creepy. Um, so if people are donating their bodies to science then they're going to feel that. And Danny Pink's body is in some kind of cold place, probably storage at a um, morgue, I'm guessing. And also also the whole uh, um, cremate, they said, don't, uh, they said, if, if you're... The three words were don't cremate me. That's what 3W stands for, is three words. And those three words that a lot of people speak when they're dead is don't cremate me I'm guessing because if you cremate you you're gonna feel that burn basically you're gonna feel that burn but i'm guessing if you cremate you you're gonna die yeah your 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 heaven body or whatever is gonna like there yeah there's no eternal life for you yeah basically it's kind of funny because you you want to if you watch any like paranormal shows supernatural is one of them where they if there's like ghosts and stuff like that the yeah. one way and only way to really make sure they're dead is to burn their bones and um, cremate them and stuff like that. And <laughs> then they'll be gone. So it's it's kind of like that. Kind of playing off of that, I guess. Yeah. So this is when things get to get kicked into high gear right here at the very end because Missy's out there randomly in the hall and her like skeletal people that are sitting down in chairs are starting mm-hmm. to stand up. Clara was trying to talk to Danny on the the Wi-Fi, I guess. <laughs> Which apparently they have iPads in the uh, Nether Sphere because it's... Steve Jobs is there. Yep. Uh, but um, she was trying to talk to Danny, and he couldn't give her any um, information that proved that he was actually Danny and not some basically fake. Not that he was like. Uh, 
maybe he was just something that was created uh, from information on his past. Maybe he was created from information in Clara's mind, or or maybe he's real. And but the idea is she wasn't convinced that he was real. Basically, she just she shut him down, sh- shut him off. And I'm guessing she probably at that point was realizing it's because that he, the he's dope couldn't come. say anything past "I love you." Yeah. Um, but is that because he couldn't actually remember anything, or is that because maybe he doesn't have anything that could be useful in that situation, uh, or maybe he doesn't know enough? Or is about he them? referencing the whole "I love you" thing in the phone call, or? Well, I'm, I, even even if so, there he could have named the restaurant that they were with that they. they had their first date at, or at least something, some kind of detail that would have proved it, and he didn't even bother. But the whole, it, a lot of this didn't make sense to me because the doctor was saying that he could be fake because they could be like reading your mind and making some kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. So if they were reading her mind, then she would know like the name of the restaurant too. So it really they, they could have, yeah, they could have, they could have proved proved it from reading her mind too so yeah that that was a little lame but uh <laughs> yeah yeah so i i don't know if he, if danny is actually danny or if perhaps something about the nether sphere is sort of like a copy of aspects of danny because like you said these are cybermen well, and so may, maybe part of him is gone because of the whole cybermen thing i think i think danny is really there it's just it's very confusing i think it could i think it could be him but it, part of him could also be gone like no. his mem- some of his memories maybe i don't know well anyways um yeah the doctor left while she did that uh talking to danny and then he met up with missy and it turns out all the skeletons that were sitting in chairs were now standing because she can control them and the water starts draining in and, the, and it turns out they're cybermen Anyways, yeah, she points to the that floating sphere thing, and says that that's the yeah that's another sphere, um, and yeah, time lord technology bigger on the inside. That's why I'm thinking that it's Danny because it's bigger on the inside. Yeah, that there's some aspect of reality to it, but it could also be quite. Or did he say it was like a hard drive? I don't know exactly what it is. It could be. Uh, technological like sort of like the thing in the library that's why i was also waiting to see river did not see her <laughs> it could be one or the other but he did say it was time lord technology so that's that's all we know basically is <laughs> time lord technology he basically goes who are you <laughs> right and obviously she is a time lord she has two hearts she's a time, time lady. lady um at and- this point as I, I had predicted in the past before, I thought – remember I said that um, I think that Missy is going to end up being the Ronnie, which was a time lady from the classic series? Mm. Yeah. Um, at, in the next line, she said – she says, you know me, you left me for dead. Those those things sort of line up with, with the Ronnie as well. So I was like, ooh, ooh, I'm right, I'm right. And then this happens. Yeah, she – she said that, yeah, when she said that he abandoned and left her for dead, again, I thought it was, I, I at this point, I was thinking it was River. Oh, yeah? Because she's sort of a Time Lord as well, and... 
Okay. And he abandoned her, left for dead at the library, sort of. And I then don't there's think this, she would be evil, though. <laughs> and there's this digital heaven place. I mean, yeah. I was thinking that, you know, maybe she is Reverend. She's gone evil again or something. I don't know. Again? Oh, oh, you're right. Like, uh, brainwashed? Yeah. Brainwashed by the silence again? Oh. Yeah. So when the doctor leaves this mausoleum place uh, trying to escape from her, um, he finds out that they're just flat out there in London, you know? Basically, this big building they were inside, I'm pretty sure, is a TARDIS. I think the building that they were in with all the skeletons uh, and the tanks, that 3W, I think that's a TARDIS. You think that's a TARDIS? I think it's a TARDIS. I thought it was just a building it. with stuff inside of it. No, I don't think that's the it actual building. It didn't seem building. to be bigger on the inside. It just yes, seemed to it, be... Yes, it did. If you look at the very beginning of the episode, when they look up and see all the water tanks, it's way taller than that bu- building really is. So huh. I think it is bigger on the inside, and I think it's a TARDIS. You think that's plus, a TARDIS? It holds, plus, um, she says, after this, she says that there are more... The dead outnumber the living. So there's probably a lot more people in there than you can imagine. That's what I think. A lot more Cybermen. That's that's an interesting thought. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, they, they leave, and they're in London. Uh, the doctors are, like, running frantically around. People are like, oh, run away, they're Cybermen, <laughs> they're going to kill you. Oh, you want to know something that's really cool about this? Um, in, I believe it's the second Doctor episode, there's a Cybermen episode, and the Cybermen are right outside that same exact building. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's telling everybody to run, and they're just kind of looking at him like an idiot. And uh, Missy is just kind of sitting there, kind of twiddling her fingers, like, yeah, he's... he's... A joke. She's making a joke that there's some crazy Scotsman out in the street. <laughs> I didn't know a game was or a, a match was on. Yeah. And then Missy finally explains who she is, that he knows her, that, you know, Missy is short for mistress, because she can't just flat out say that she's known as the master she couldn't keep going by her old name, the Master. The Master. <laughs> and then, then it's basically this whole last scene. It had this awesome, you know, music going with it, like da 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 da, you know that. And I felt like this season of Doctor Who had been missing some of that epic music finale stuff, and I like that a lot. And that was the end of the episode before it ended with a to be continued. That that ending is very similar to the Utopia episode where the old guy reveals that he's the master as well. Now, let's talk about the master. How is he a woman? Didn't we just say uh, in a previous podcast that uh, a Time Lord can't be a woman? The ru- well, there are <laughs> um, there are different ideas about that. I believe one of them says that they're not supposed to, like it's improper. And but the doctor did mention at one point there was a. Um, do you remember the episode, the doctor's wife? Right. Yeah. It was a, he. He mentioned that the that data that um, message cube that he got. He, he he mentioned that there's another Time Lord out there, and I, I recognize this symbol because he thought that the um, that time Time Lord came from one of the Time Lords, or that message came from one of the Time Lords that he knew. Only the thing is, he said that now that person was fun. Uh, he was he was oh, man. I forget the line, but 
he he mentioned that it was a he, and then he said, "Oh well, sometimes she it was a she or something like that." And so that time lord that he was talking about there had had been um, a female as well. Although I was wondering if there would be a female doctor after regeneration. The problem is, it seemed like tra- uh, changing from male to female was against the rules. The Corsair was a Time Lord described by the 11th Doctor as one of the good ones. The Corsair took on different sexes throughout many incarnations. The Doctor noted that when the Corsair was female, she was a bad girl. They did mention that the Corsair was was male and female, and so it, it can be done, but I've read that it's sort of against the rules. Now, okay, all right, now, explain to me, uh, remind me what happened the last time we saw the Master. Okay, the last time we saw the Master, that was at the uh, End of Time episode. And um, the Gallifrey was coming back to Earth. The, ti- the High Council of the Time Lords, including the President Rassilon, they came down to Earth. And they were basically going to turn everybody into beings of energy. So the Doctor destroys that little um, diamond, which was was keeping the link between the Master and Gallifrey and the Time Lords. So when he destroyed that, that diamond, it sent them back to Gallifrey, which he thought was in the, uh, in the time lock, but it turns out it was just in a pocket universe. Um, so they got sent back to Gallifrey, and we didn't know if, you know, when, when they disappeared, so did the Master. We don't know if we didn't at the time. We didn't know if the Master had gone back with them or if he had died. Or what was going to happen? He even said that the master said that his body was dying at the time. So we didn't know even if you went back if he was just going to end up dying anyway. Um, so I think we're going to probably get a little bit more of an explanation in the next episode of what, what exactly happened to him. Um, I'm thinking that maybe he did die and got revived again, or maybe he was close to death and ended up regenerating. Um, but. I think It'd something's be cool gonna, if we had like gonna, a flashback with the guy who played the doctor and seeing a regeneration or something. You mean the master? Yes, the master. That would be cool. Um, I think we're gonna have to have some kind of explanation on the master slash Missy's past because how did she get there? Yeah. Gallifrey's in that pocket universe. Yeah, it did have a crack in the universe in uh, the time of the Doctor, but nobody seemed to come through it, as far as we know. And maybe that's how it's going to be explained. Maybe the Master did come through that crack. I don't know. If Uh, they were going to explain all these technical things, it would take a while, and I don't know. No, they're not going to go into huge depth, but I think they're going to give some... The Doctor's going to question it, I think, and they're going to have to give some kind of explanation. I like how the uh, the master's like first thing he does when he sees his old foe was like make out with him. Well, he's a woman now, so when you tra- when you change when you regenerate, you change your whole personality as well. So it's it's understandable. It's still your foe. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know how that works. Um. So, so the master is a woman now, the mistress. Do you think we'll see like one more episode of just her, and then she'll be like dead again for another five years, or what? 
I don't think so. I don't think they're gonna kill her off. I don't think they're gonna kill the master off again that quickly. Now, are they gonna keep calling her Missy, Mistress, or are they gonna go back to calling her the Master? <laughs> I'm guessing the Mistress. Yeah. Like on on uh, just be mis- the Mistress, or probably just be Missy. I'm not sure. On the Dark Water Tardis Wikia page, it actually lists her as the Master. Does it? I don't know if that's the official cast listing or not, but that's how it's listed on that page. That's weird. So I don't know if they're going to keep... Because the Master is kind of the name you know, so I don't know if they're going to use that more or what. But um, I think they're going to have to explain something about how the Master is there. Also, another beef that I have... I'm I'm okay with this, but it kind of annoys me, is that in Season 1 of... Doctor Who, the Doctor said that if there were other Time Lords around, he would be able to sense them. He would instantly know that they were a Time Lord. The reason he didn't recognize the Master the first time was because the Master wasn't actually a Time Lord. They were a human because of that whole fob watch thing. Oh, right? yeah. So that's why he didn't sense the Master the first time around. But why didn't he sense the Master this time? Probably because she was a woman. I don't know. <laughs> He would be able to sense any Time Lord, basically. That's, that was the idea. I think I think Stephen Moffat completely forgot about that. He doesn't usually forget about those kind of things. I know. So that that kind of annoyed me. Um. So when she referenced earlier on in the season that she was the Doctor's girlfriend, was she talking about Doctor Chang? <laughs> no. No. I don't. I don't understand why she. I think that threw me off a lot. I think it's, it's like has... it's like this. Uh, this version of the master knew the doctor in like the future, maybe, and that there's a reason why she was actually saying she was the doctor's girlfriend. I don't think so. I think that's kind of her fantasy. <laughs> uh, I guess. I mean, the master's some... the one thing the master always is apparently is psychotic. Yeah. So, and that's still clearly the truth. We didn't have any sense of the, uh, we didn't get any sense of that, but I believe they said that it was gone after the end of time. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So now we have Cybermen again. Do they look different to you, or? They're the same Cybermen that we saw at the end of Season 7. Hey. The second second to last episode, the uh, it was um, where they went to that um, theme park world, yeah. you know, and there was the upgraded Cybermen there. They were the same Cybermen as that, I believe. Okay, I didn't. I couldn't really tell. I knew that their uh, chest plates looked a little, a little different. They're different from the original Cybermen um, from two thousand six or whatever when they showed back up, but they're they're still mostly the same. I, I like. Okay, another fact that we forgot to mention was that Danny, after after uh, Clara hung up on Danny, Danny was sitting there all emotional and crying and stuff, and the guy says, you know, there's a way to get rid of those emotions. Just click this little button right there, and he shows the tablet, and it says delete in the middle. And that's kind of where the episode ends, too. He's He's trying to decide whether to press the delete button to delete all the emotions and basically become a Cyberman. Cyberman, right. I was, <laughs> I was thinking about that too. Delete, right? But like, also in that scene when he's about to press the delete button, you can see in the reflection of his iPad is that uh, that kid that he killed. Right. I don't know what that means. So I'm thinking he's going to probably decide not to. 
Well, probably not, yeah. But isn't that a Cyberman thing? Delete, delete. Yeah, delete, delete. Delete, yeah. That's uh, obviously what they're doing there. So Cyberman, I'm guessing, I mean, if that really is a TARDIS, a TARDIS building. Well, I think the building itself is maybe real, but the door is sort of like a door to a TARDIS or something. It'd be cool if the whole building was a TARDIS. <laughs> It'd show up other places. Where'd that building <laughs> come from? Well, um, the Master's TARDIS always um, didn't it didn't look the same. It it, it changed every time. Like I mean, it's supposed to. Yeah, the, <laughs> and and the building was part of the promotional picture there too. So that's yeah. interesting. Um but yeah, if that's a TARDIS then we're we're probably in for a lot of Cybermen. That's what I'm thinking. In like obviously Like if, in the end of season two, sort of. Well Cybermen. there there may be no end to the TARDIS, but there's probably an end to the amount of people in it. So the next episode should be interesting. Yeah. It's yeah. uh by the way, I looked it up, and it's uh, the next episode is not 75 minutes like I was predicting. It's 60 minutes. I'm thinking the se- the uh, t- time difference based on the uh, Blu-ray is probably has something to do with the difference in speed that they play back episodes in America compared to in in England because they play episodes at 25 frames a second in Eng- England, and it's 24 frames a second here. Yeah. So that might that may account for the difference in timing. But it's a 60-minute episode for the finale. Gotcha. And I'm guessing, obviously, the Christmas special will be also be an hour. Usually. Usually, yeah. So that's what you got to look out for. Look forward to, rather. <laughs> Did you predict any of this? Cybermen, uh, the Master, any of that? I... I think I... Danny Dyke. I think I heard early <laughs> on that Cybermen were going to be in it. At some point. But I didn't know when. Well, the thing is, there was a, um, I believe it was a music video on, um, after the Mummy on the Orient Express, there was that song that was playing in that episode. They made a music video of it, which included clips throughout from earlier in the season. And there was one shot in there of a Cyberman. And I didn't know maybe if they had used a shot from an earlier season or if was, that was potentially a spoiler of a future episode. But I had completely forgotten about it by the time I watched this episode. So I forgot that I had seen that. So that probably was a clip from the finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't I, get did, to... I, I didn't. I didn't expect the Cyberman. I didn't expect Danny to die. I didn't expect the Master. So I was pleasantly surprised. I'm happy that I didn't go to message boards or watch trailers or anything like that because I have a feeling that if I did, I would have predicted like all of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't get to watch this till a lot later than I usually do, and not even on the day it was aired because Man. yeah, I had a lot of things going on. People were here, and yeah, and then so now I finally got to see it. And so that's why the podcast is coming out later than usual. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's how that is. And then next week uh, will be the finale finale, and then it will be the last episode of the podcast until the you know Christmas, basically. So um, what, do you, what do you think? Is it the uh, the uh, best episode of the of the season so far? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, that's without ten question. out of ten for me. Might be the finale finale though. Once that airs, I'm well, sure. yeah, we don't know what that when that one's gonna be, but 
sometimes the episode before the act, like if it ended two part or sometimes the first part's better, but we'll yeah. see. They're both pretty good though, usually. Yeah. But uh, so what we're waiting on is next week for the finale finale, whatever that episode is called. I mean, I know. I know what it's called. I know what it's called too. <laughs> I'm not gonna say. We'll see you next week on Smaller on the Outside when we talk about the finale. Um, make sure to give us a comment on all of our stuff, whether that be uh, our WordPress or a podcast at WordPress.com or on our Stitcher or on our Podomatic site or Facebook or Twitter or Reddit or I don't know. Make like graffiti on a wall somewhere. We'll find it. Um... <laughs> So we'll catch you next week on Smaller on the Outside. My name is Dave, and I was the Time Lord this evening, and with me was... Andy. Who is the Companion. We'll catch you next week. Peace out. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Smaller on the Outside. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and visit our webpage at sotapodcast.wordpress.com.